This is the Westridge Young Adult Podcast, where our goal is to encourage and equip college students and young professionals to grow in their walk with Jesus Christ and live out their faith in every arena of their lives. We hope to provide biblically rooted and culturally relevant content to challenge you and help you grow and navigate life and faith in your 20s so you can live with clarity and conviction in this age of chaos and confusion. So get ready, lean in, here we go. What's up, Young Adult family? It's Sawyer here, hanging with my boy, Blake. Yo. The theologian, <laughs> the apologist, <laughs> the world changer. Is that, is, that the, is that the name of apologist? Is that... I hope so. Is that the title? Okay. I thought that's what I learned in Bible college. No, okay. That's good. Well, what else was uh, I? Sorry. A theologian, apologist, <laughs> and world changer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, uh... Yeah, those. I mean, that, that. that's the whole thing. Right, well, right what's there. most important right now, because people can't see this, is Sawyer's a month in on this stash. Oh, yeah. This mustache over here. You can actually start to see it from a, from from like six feet away. I'm actually looking like I'm 23 years old Like, right if now. I take a few steps back, I could still see that. Yeah. So, it's getting pretty impressive. Yep. It's it's pretty substantial. <laughs> I'm, I mean... Don't flex on them. Yeah. Yep. But I'm, I'm pretty proud of it. But... Should be. Blake, you've been a very busy man the past past week or so you're your director man this guy is, <laughs> you're is you're, he is mr worldwide oh my gosh <laughs> i mean he's on his uh what's that guy's name <laughs> Pit, uh, pitbull mr worldwide oh that's me yeah, this yeah. dude uh yeah. i mean he went to scotland <laughs> and then never even went home and went and spoke at a student camp and i think three thousand people oh my gosh um but yeah man what's what's been up what you been up to the oh last couple my weeks gosh um you are you are low accountability high hype i like it <laughs> um no i uh yeah so uh, a few months back pastor brian um planned a trip to to scotland with some with some church planners and he uh he voluntold me to go and <laughs> and i was uh obviously excited to go and um got to go with uh with like I said, some of the church planners, but also just kind of going from a young adult perspective. Like Scotland's our global partner, and so uh, just uh, just getting to go over there and see what see what God's up to and what God's doing and what the need is over there. And um, uh, so that was it. Was, it was really uh, it's breathtaking. I mean, it's beautiful over there, and the people are wonderful. But but it was also heart wrenching, man. There's just a lot of need, um, mm-hmm. a lot of spiritual need over there. But uh, but yeah, so I was there um, from Friday to. Friday, I think, and then um, and then yeah, flew flew from Scotland to Amsterdam, Amsterdam to Atlanta, and then Atlanta to Panama City Beach. And you talk about PCB, baby. you talk about an airport that has probably seen a lot. <laughs> I mean, that place was disgusting, but uh, <laughs> but but we Sorry got to all our uh, PCB listeners without uh, <laughs> thousands of you. <laughs> Oh man, but uh, but anyway, uh, made it and uh, got to speak at a, at a at a camp down there, and uh, and then drove drove back. Uh, Katie drove down there and met me there, and uh, and then and then we drove back. And my body clock right now is uh, is all kinds of messed up. Yeah. So so Saturday night when I spoke at that camp, it was nine o'clock p.m. that I started speaking, which was three a.m. in in Scotland into wow. my body, and so. Uh, but anyways, dude, we made it, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm adjusting, and I'm I'm just happy to be home. I'm mm. excited to I'm excited to get going. I, the whole time in Scotland, I just couldn't help. I I was just thinking about this moment. Yeah, on this podcast, on the podcast with you. 
talking about my mustache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, so while you're in Scotland, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you mentioned a little bit just the the brokenness of Scotland and yeah. how far they they are from God. And I, I just, you know, we ha- we have people going to plant there. We got we got our man Paul, yeah, P. Richie going to plant uh, Take Hold Church, the man. Um, and I, we're obviously so excited for them, but. Yeah. You just, you know, kind of being in Scotland and, and seeing the culture and, and where they're at um, in, in faith and what what is what are some things that you saw there that were just kind of um, maybe looking to where we're at right now? Mm-hmm. Do you think we're, we're headed towards where they're at? What, mm-hmm. what were some things that kind of really uh, were, you know, disappointing and, and then some things mm-hmm. that kind of maybe burst some vision out of that for, for where they're at right now? Yeah, man. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I it it is such a beautiful country, man, and there's so much history, and um, and specifically spiritual history. And what's crazy is that you know some they played such a pivotal part in the Reformation, played such a pivotal part in in, in even the Great Awakenings that happened in America, and now there's just no concept of God at all. I mean, it's not it's not that there's necessarily this hatred or this animosity or anything like that. There's just no concept. There's no framework. He's not even in their thoughts. They walk past these ruins. They walk past these statues. They walk past these platforms where martyrs were killed. They walk past these, um, you know, all all of these things that have just become museums and ruins and um, that that used to be places where incredible moves of God took place. Mm-hmm. And now it's less than one percent um, Christian, and 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 specifically less than one percent active uh, followers of Jesus. Yeah. I think there's probably plenty of plenty of people there who may still identify with a level of Catholic background or something like that. But um, but there's not an active move, and there's this there's this mindset of just cynicism and. You know, I know a lot of people have probably seen the picture of the "quote unquote" art piece that says there will be no miracles here, um, and and that's kind of the mindset is just like, hey, um, you know, we're we're just going to keep existing and keep walking and and do. There's you know highest levels of anxiety, depression, and and some of these other things, but they just but there's just not an openness, yeah. and 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 there's not a concept of God that that man maybe maybe Jesus could be an answer to some of the problems that we're seeing. Um, that's just not a thought in, in their minds, despite their history. And, and so while I'm there, I can't, I can't help, but I'm, but think about specifically, there's this passage that God just kind of just been reaming in my heart. Um, even, even back home, but specifically, uh, while I was there and it's in judges chapter two, and it says, and there arose another generation after them who did not know the Lord or the work that he had done. And, and dude, I mean, literally, you're seeing this 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 society completely transform in a matter of a generation or two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where where in the early 1900s they're sending missionaries from Scotland to America, and now we're in 2022, and and it's completely void of a spiritual heartbeat. Yeah. And 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 there and and I don't want to take away from the fact that God is raising up a remnant there. There are people who are faithfully following Jesus. We were at a church on Sunday that was just a beautiful representation of the kingdom, and people who are devoted to seeing Jesus be known in that city uh, and in that country. And um, and and we met we met missionaries, we met um, camp leaders who are just who are really devoted to to seeing God move in that country again. Um, and so I don't want to take away from that at all. But even as you look at their country, who you know they're talking about. 
you know, making a lot of uh, spe- specifically missional living illegal mm. to where you can't call people to repentance, you can't pray over them, you can't um, have spiritual conversations with people unless it's like really invited. And, um, and, and so anyways, it's just, um, there, there, there's just a lot going on there. And as I look about kind of where our cultural moment is now in America, um, we're seeing some of that generational swing start to happen. Yeah. And so we're not yet into the place where, where people don't have a concept of God, but we are to a place where, um, where God is not on the forefront of their mindset and of their heartbeat. And, um, and, and, and once again, man, you see in in judges, it took a generation, right? One generation who didn't who didn't submit to God, one generation who didn't value God's thoughts above their own, one generation who didn't follow him and believe that what he had for them was best, one generation that did not know him and did not know the works that he had done. And and so right now you look at our generation here in America, we're the most biblically illiterate. We don't know the Lord and we don't know the things that he's done. Mm-hmm. Um and we're we're very forgetful. And so and so anyway, man, it's it, I, I walk away and I'm challenged and inspired. I'm not cynical. I don't believe that, um, that man, I should, just, I should just hang up the gloves and, and give up because we're headed in this direction or whatever. Man, I believe that God wants to move, and I believe he wants to move now. Mm-hmm. But God never works apart from his people. He chooses to work alongside and with and through his people. And I believe, man, that if we have a generation who opens themselves up to the power and the person of Jesus and and – and surrenders their will to his and truly says, man, I'm here to, uh, to exist for you, to build your kingdom, to, to invite people who are lost and do not know you and, and don't know their left hand from their right, that I can, I can come and provide clarity for them. And I want to allow my life to be a conduit of redemption for the sake of other people and for the sake of the glory of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Man, I truly believe that God wants to move. And so, man, I'm coming back you know, invigorated, inspired, and, and ready for this semester. But I'm also I'm also coming back with just a strong conviction, um, and 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 ready to go, dude. Um, yeah. And so, and so, yeah. I, I I think Scotland was was really good. Um, was 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 really good for me, but it was also really convicting. And and man, I'm excited to see how even how we can be involved with what with what God wants to do in that country. But but I believe that that man, it's got to start here, and yeah. it's got to start in us, and it's got to start now. Yeah. Um, and so, and so, yeah, dude, that's been that's been my mindset. Yeah, that's so good. I mean, yeah, we we, we think about where Scotland's at and and how we're headed towards that direction, mm-hmm. and I really think that just like what you said, it starts here, it starts now. Like if we want revival in this in this nation, if we want revival in this world, like it has to start in us, yep. you know. And and so I, I think we're believing the same thing that God wants. God wants to cause revival in our young adult community. Like yeah. he he wants to start something in us in, in Dallas, Georgia, yeah. um, for us to passionately pursue him. So what is some of that vision for young adults this year for, for our family here that you, um, Blake have been kind of thinking through for, for long-term vision and, and vision yeah. for this year. Yeah. So in Habakkuk three, I've just kind of been praying this, this scripture and Habakkuk three, two, and it says, Lord, we've, we've heard of your fame, right? We've, and we, we know about your deeds, but, but then he prays and he says, would you do it now? Like we want to see it here, we want to see it now, and so that's kind of been a lot of my prayer, man. Is just okay, even in just the context of Westridge Church, right? We hear about um, you know the twenty five years and, and planting in nineteen ninety seven, and and we've seen God do some amazing things throughout throughout our years here. We've seen thousands of people come to faith in Christ. We've seen thousands of people be baptized. We've seen marriages saved. We've seen 
um, people be be raised up and sent out to be missionaries and to be uh, to be ministers of the gospel, to be church planners. But man, my prayer has been, God, I've heard those stories. I want new stories, mm-hmm. right? Like I want to see you do it now. I want to see you do it here, and I want to see you do it again for the glory of Jesus and 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 for the good of this community. And and so that's been a huge huge prayer of mine. And um. And dude, to just put it real, real simple, like we've we've written it out before, just kind of the vision statement of 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 young adults, um, is that man, we want to provide the biblical foundation and relationships needed to become who God has created you to be and live as God has created you to live. Yeah. Um, and and we've 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 always used that line of you know we we believe that God wants to to help you live with clarity and conviction in an age of chaos and confusion. That's the heartbeat behind this podcast. We want to give you answers. We want to give you clarity mm-hmm. um, to help you live in this current world. Um, but, but yeah, man. So, so as I look at at even this year, uh, and kind of and kind of where we're at uh, specifically, what this looks like is, um, is is we're still we're still going through our reading plan. We want people to know God's word uh, because once again we see that that a lot of the shift happens when people don't know the Lord and they don't know the things that He's done. And so we want people to know God's word because mm-hmm. we want them to know who God is, um, what His heart is, how He. Um, you know how, how he speaks and what he speaks and, and those kind of things, so that so that even as they're making decisions and discerning things, that they know God's heart and they know mm-hmm. uh, they know what he says. They know God's word. Um, we want them to know what he's done, so that as suffering comes and as confusion comes and all these difficult things come, that they remember the faithfulness of God that he's had throughout history and that he's not going to change his character with you. And so that there's a confidence in him and who he is. And so we want people to know God's word. So we're not going to get rid of, of a reading plan because we want people to be in God's word. We want people to know his word. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, they want that too. They just need a plan. So we want to give that plan. But ultimately, yeah. we have to do it as individuals and, and as a community. And so we're going to continue to invite people into that into that reading plan. And man, at the end of this year, if you followed along with us the whole year, people are going to be able to say that they've read through the entire New Testament. And I think a yeah. lot of people would be able to say that for the very first time. Yeah. And guess what? When January comes, we're going to do it all again because mm-hmm. we want people in the Word. We're not going to change that plan yep. um, because we believe God's Word is foundational to knowing Him and knowing uh, knowing who He is and knowing what He's like. Um, second thing is, man, like when it comes to teaching and stuff, like um, we're gonna we're gonna be introducing a redeeming theme. So like last semester, we walked through power. That God wants to fill your life with power, and and we walk through we walk through that. And now this semester, we want to talk about redeeming, specifically uh, that God through Christ is redeeming you through the gospel, and now God through the church through us is redeeming the world. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so we see in Genesis three that through sin things have been broken, relationships are broken, sex and sexuality is broken, our relationship with God is fractured, um, society is fractured. Uh, all these other things are are happening, so we want to talk about those throughout the semester. So we're going to talk about relationships. We're going to talk about sex and sexuality. We're going to talk about emotions and mental health and those kind of things because we believe that God through Christ wants to redeem what's been broken uh, mm-hmm. by the enemy. And then and and then of course we're also uh, we're going to continue to push people to community and into groups. Um, we want people to do life together. We believe that we've been made that way, and um, and I know that that's 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 kind of what we're going to be talking about today. So I'll save yeah. I'll save some of that. But but yeah, community is going to be a huge part of, of of what we believe God wants to do in and through our community this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think just speaking on community, I think that's just what we're going to be focusing on today because of how important community is. Like we always yeah. say it pretty much every week, but you can't do the Christian life alone. Yeah. You weren't made to do the Christian life alone. And I think a lot of young adults in our community right now, and um, even even in our ministry, we we feel this 
you know, in, in young adults, you're, you're trying to, as a young adult, you're trying to find out who you are. You're trying yeah. to find out what you're going to put your identity in. You're going to try to find out where you're going to work. Like, what is my career going to be? What's my, what's my degree going to be going to be like, who am I going to date? Who am I going to marry? All yep. these things we're trying to find out what that looks like for our lives. And, and God invites us to do that like together. He invites yeah. us to figure out all, all, obviously all those things, but really to, to passionately, passionately pursue after him yeah. together in community. Um, so what do you think that, that looks like biblically? What does c- biblical community look like? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think as we see throughout scripture, um, man, first of all, that, that we're made in the image of God and that God in himself is a community. We believe in a triune God, God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit that have been co-eternal from the beginning, um, together. And that as they created, they created as an overflow of their glory. And they're all present there in the beginning. Uh, We know that Colossians says that everything was made through Christ and for Christ. Mm -hmm. We see see God speaking things into into existence with the authority of his word. We see the Holy Spirit hovering um, over the waters. And so we see them all participating together. And I think, you know, we see all of them come together day six to create man and to breathe the breath of life into man and um and and he's made in his image and female made in his image to be communal beings and so we see community there at the very beginning right um and so it's it's hardwired into us that community is not just something that we do not just something that we pursue but we are communal it's how we've been made and and so um and, and, and so, yeah, we, and we see this, I, I love it in the Gospels because we see Jesus give us an example of this, that, that the God who we were made by and we were made for gives us an example yeah. of what this looks like, that Jesus was communal, that Jesus is communal. And so he, he pursues people, brings them into relationship with himself, and then they do life together. And, and, and what we see there, man, is that, is, is that Jesus, he calls people. And they belong, and and as they walk with Jesus, they begin to believe mm-hmm. in Him, and then as they continue to walk with Him and grow with Him, they become like Him. Mm-hmm. And so it's this gradual process. It's not something that's instantaneous. It's something that takes a lot of time. Yeah. And ultimately, when the Spirit is poured out in Acts, we see this come to fruition in people. And so I love to I love to go to Acts chapter two when the Spirit is poured out. What's the first thing that the Spirit does? Is it brings people together. The Spirit brings people together. He he calls people to himself and calls people to one another. And then out of this community things begin to happen. And so mm-hmm. you look in Acts chapter two, even beginning in verse forty two, after Peter has preached the message of the gospel, it says it says that people received the word of the gospel and they were baptized about three thousand souls in a day. Mm-hmm. And and so and so by the power of the Holy Spirit, Peter preaches the gospel. More people come to faith in Christ than they did even while Christ was living in ministry yeah. uh, in the, uh, through the gospels. And so power of the Spirit there from the very beginning, what's the first thing he does? It brings them together. So verse 42, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of the bread and prayers, and awe came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. You get people together. 
empowered by the Spirit with the Word of God, things begin to happen. Verse 44, and all who believed were together and had all things in common. Verse 45, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. And verse 47, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. And so you see this passage, man, biblical community, what does it look like? God's word, God's people, doing stuff together, prayer, generosity, unity, transformation happening in their lives, multiplication happening as it's spilling out into the community. Mm-hmm. And, and this is compelling to a watching world, right? It says that they have favor with all the people. Mm-hmm. That's not talking about the people in the church. It's talking about all the people, the community, mm-hmm. that they're looking at them. They're seeing God do things. They're seeing the way that they love each other and they love, and they love them. They're seeing their generosity. And that is compelling to a watching world. And so, and so God because people are made in his image, pours out a spirit, they receive the gospel, and they, they're brought together in a community, and this community is compelling mm-hmm. to the world. Yeah. And so and so yeah, dude, biblical community is 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 something that blesses us, mm-hmm. something that builds the church, and it's something that reaches uh reaches the community around us, reaches the world around us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I, th- I think that we just see that pattern all throughout, and now this has been commissioned for us to go and build and do the same, and this mm-hmm. has been a pattern that's been set for us from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, so good, and like what what an opportunity to be invited into that, man. You know, like this such such a beautiful picture of of what we're called to be. You know, the early church. Obviously, yeah. they weren't perfect. You know, we don't get we don't get all the details. Yeah. Um, but this this picture of God's word, God's people. You know, them coming together to 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 do this common goal of being missional and yep. going and sharing the love of Christ with people and being generous and having this unity as a team formed. It's yep. just such a beautiful picture of the church. And that's yep. it, that's what we're experiencing today and, and continuing to live out and trying to yep. be more like Jesus all it's, throughout it, that. It's, it's what God wants us to experience, right? Um, and and it, it's the pattern that he set. But unfortunately, you know, I don't think a lot of people can say that necessarily they've experienced that. Mm-hmm. You know, that you do look at it and you see... You see God's word, you see prayer, you see people breaking bread in homes together, hospitality, you see mutual care, caring for the needs of one another, you see fellowship and unity and this missional living. And and I think for me, it convicts me because I look at that and I go, man, is that what we embody and what we look like? Mm. Do we have favor with all the people in our community because we're embodying the the love and the missional heart of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I and I don't know that maybe we have that reputation and that look. And that's yeah. not something to uh, to make us cynical or, or anything like that. That's something to, to then recalibrate, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's an invitation of God to say, hey, this is my heart and this is what I want this community to look like. If it doesn't look like that, let's pursue it together, yeah. right? Yep, that's good. So what do you think does hold us back from that community? Why do you think that maybe we sometimes fall short or what do you think gets in the way from us having that thriving community that, that, that the beginning of Acts talks about? Yeah. So, I mean, I'll first and foremost start with like culture and society. Like we see these challenges happen. Um, like we have a culture and society that pushes back on this and challenges this. Um, you know, according to Harvard, 61% of young adults experience serious loneliness. Um, and so we have a lonely culture. We have an isolated culture. We have an individualistic, uh, culture. 
you know, and despite technology improving communication, we see that true connection, it's, it's rarer than ever. Mm-hmm. And everyone's craving true and meaningful relationships. And so like we see this in our culture and in society that, that people are isolated, they're alone, but they're still craving it and they want it. Um, you know, and I think about even throughout history that, that, that humanity, be, once again, because we were made in the image of God to be communal, that we, we were always culturally communal until the industrial revolution. So like, even, even as you go to, to cultures and societies that, you know, we may would say, quote unquote, behind, you know, whether they're impoverished or they don't have the social structures or, or whatever that we have, if you go there, they're typically a very highly communal society. Yeah. Because they still have that heartbeat and that mindset. But then you look at some cultures and societies that maybe in the name of progress, right, have have lost a lot of that. Mm. And so like we were culturally communal until the industrial revolution and then we began prioritizing progress and productivity over belonging and community. Mm. Our values changed, our values shifted. And even today, like we see this. Like people don't value belonging and community and connection. They value they value, you know. What do you do? Mm-hmm. How much do you make? Um, how many followers do you have on the gram? Mm-hmm. Like how? Like there, it, it's all these kind of external um, outcome, you know, th- things that 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 are more, you know, we're looking f- to impress and looking to um, uh, looking to kind of get clout more than we are like just yeah. craving belonging in, in community. And the, and the and the the crazy thing is like we're all we all desire this, mm-hmm. and and we all understand that it doesn't work. And and yet it takes some boldness uh, to to step out of that out of that rat on a wheel, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, because we're kind of we kind of keep going round and around and around, and it's just not working. Yeah, like it just doesn't work, and all of us feel that, mm-hmm. and we crave belonging, and yet we continue to run at the world's pace, and for the and and for the same values and same goals that the world and culture has mm-hmm. and it's not working that's why anxiety depression suicide all these things are higher than they've ever been yeah. because it's not working and so um and so we see that and so when when we when we look at acts 2 if that if that was happening today that would be compelling right mm-hmm. like if you look at our culture the way it is right now and then you saw this happening in the midst of that culture that would be very compelling to a watching world. And that's yep. what was happening in, in Rome and other cultures as they were seeing this. That didn't fit the bill for what for what their culture was like. And so it's such an amazing invitation. And so when it gets to the church, um, I think that there there are things that hold us back specifically. Uh, and and I would say really three three main things. The first thing is um, it, it's just shame. I think that, that we all deal with guilt, shame, fear, hiding. I think we've all done things and, and seen things and been exposed to things that have left wounds in us. Mm. And so I think exposing our, exposing that to people and, and, and allowing ourselves to be known by people is a scary thing. And so mm-hmm. I think shame holds us back. I think another thing that holds us back, and I probably see this one see this one more than anything is just expectations there's just some unreal unrealistic expectations for community and i think about uh bonhoeffer's quote that he wrote in life together uh he said that the thing that will keep you from community is your dream of community Mm. of what community should look like and should be like that will keep you from genuine community and so we see that all the time that people kind of come in with these expectations of what it's supposed to look like and what it's supposed to be like and it's going to disappoint you Mm -hmm. and uh and so 
And so it could be, it could very well be your, your expectations and your dream of community that's keeping you from enjoying it the most. I feel like social media plays a huge part in that too. Cause people will, you know, be, be at home. Maybe, maybe they're like lonely. Mm-hmm. They're at home scrolling social media. I know I've experienced this before. I yeah. see people hanging out with people and then you, you know, you go in their feed and it seems like they're always with people and in community and just having the most amazing time yeah. and sharing all their highlights. Yeah. And then maybe we try to, they're like, okay, maybe I should get in community. We try to get in the community yeah. and it doesn't look like that because true community yeah. and true discipleship and all those things, it's not Instagrammable. Like it's, yeah. not, it's not, it's not the sexy thing that we always see on social media. Yeah. Like social media shares the highlights and the best things possible. None of the negatives that come with, with community mm-hmm. because the reality is that we're all broken people. We're yeah. all messed up. It's not going to be this perfect, you know, picture perfect yep. Instagrammable thing that, yep. that you're going to be pursuing. So I feel like that could play a part in that, that expectations of that people have and then they, and they eventually fall short. Yeah. Some of the things I always tell people is, is, is that one, people are going to disappoint you mm-hmm. Two, you are going to disappoint other people and three, God won't disappoint us. Yeah. And so, um, and I think I heard that from Jenny Allen. I want to give her creds. I think I heard that from yeah. her the first time. But but man, people are going to disappoint you. You are going to disappoint people. And but God won't disappoint us. Mm-hmm. And so like we see this, um, like we see this all the time. Is that is that people come in with these expectations and then and then we just can't live up to it. Yeah. Right. Because we're broken and we're humans and people are looking for us to be Jesus mm-hmm. rather than finding their satisfaction in Jesus and then coming together mm-hmm. um, to, to follow him together. And so um, and so it's just understanding, man, that we're all broken, including you. Yeah. The reason community is hard to 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 do and live in is because you're a part of it, mm-hmm. right? Like you're you are you are not the innocent party um, in the midst of all this. It's like we're all broken and trying to figure this out together. Mm-hmm. Um, but but with that, I I think the next thing is is equally uh, responsible for it is just man this inability to stay mm-hmm. is dude we walk away so quickly. Yeah. We have these unrealistic expectations. They don't fit the bill, and so we walk away. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that comes from the fact that we want it to be provided for us mm. rather than us working to be a solution ourselves. Yeah. It's understanding that, man, when we walk into a community, it's not, oh, it's these people's responsibility to give me what I need and to take care of me. Mm-hmm. No, it's our <clears throat> responsibility to carry one another's burdens together that you have a role to play in this mm-hmm. and that you yeah. have to stay to be a part of it. And so, yeah, I think, I think when I think, when I look at it, it's, it, it's often those three things. It's, it's, it's personal shame, unrealistic expectations, or just the inability or, um, <laughs> or indecision to, yeah. to stay. Yeah. I think too, like the, maybe the thing that's behind all of this is is really we could say that the enemy like satan for sure wants you to be alone yeah. like so he's going to use all these things you know culture and society you know expectation mm-hmm. shame guilt um fear yeah. you know inability to stay all these things go back to what satan satan's plan for your life is to be yeah. uh lonely broken empty yeah um not known by anybody yeah. he wants to use the sin and the shame that you're dealing with to beat over your head yeah. constantly and he doesn't want you to open up about any of those things yeah. he doesn't want you to walk in the light yeah. he doesn't want you to james five sixteen confess to your brothers and sisters so that you may be healed he doesn't want any of those things yeah. for you he wants you to he wants you to literally steal and destroy everything in your life yeah. and, and he wants you to be alone in the midst of that yeah you know so i think that's a that's a huge thing too i, I know i experienced this in my own small group a lot of times me and you know my wife and Kara, we uh we lead a, a young married small group you yep. know every every single tuesday night 
oftentimes on Tuesday night, we will get into an argument. <laughs> Sometimes it's my fault. Um, and, and, <laughs> but and, most of the time it's Karen's? No, not mo- no. I, I feel like I was going to say... Um, <laughs> it's either you or spiritual no. warfare. Yeah, yeah. It's either me or spiritual warfare. Yeah. Pretty much never care of. But yeah. um, every single Tuesday night, it seems like we we deal with something. And yeah. we're like, man. And then we're like, oh, should should we like cancel group? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, then, and we have to remind ourselves every time, God, like, like he wants us to pursue this group. But yeah. the enemy is going to do anything possible that he can to shut down this group, yeah. to, to keep us from being known. And then we'll go to group and we'll be like, how in the heck could we ever miss out on this? Yeah. You know, like we need community. We need to be known by people, and we walk away so encouraged. Yeah. Not not because of it was it was sexy and Instagrammable and all those things, but yep. but because we were we saw the the what the church can be. Yep. We saw how to, how how we can love each other and we can point each other back to Jesus. Yeah. So so good. Yeah. So really, um, what, what about what about you? Like what mm. what were maybe some of your first experiences with community? Like what what are what are some things mm-hmm. that you've learned in being in community? How have you how have you found that it's essential? Yeah. So my story, like even growing up and stuff, man. Like I, I, I never had a consistent community because like my family moved a lot, and so um, like every every four years or so, I'd move somewhere else, and so I, it kind of got to where I just. I didn't know how to build deep relationships and I didn't want to because I realized that they were temporary and, and, and I could, and I could lose them or I would move or something would happen. And so I just stopped doing it. And so I learned how to perform and I learned how to impress, but I didn't learn how to be known and to walk with people. And so uh, I started, started walking with the Lord around 16 and, (laughs) and, um, and yeah, just started, started reading God's word and seeing that man community was a big part of this, but I didn't know how to do that and didn't know what that looked like. I wasn't really involved in a local church throughout high school. So I, I didn't really have opportunities to, to, to do that. My basketball team was probably the deepest community that I had yeah. at the time. Well, then I got into college dude and, and man, I didn't, my plan for my life was not working out. Uh, I'd gotten hurt. And so basketball wasn't working out and I didn't really have a backup plan. I didn't know what I was going to do. And, and I was kind of all by myself trying to figure this out. And I was still stuck in this, like, I want to impress people. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize that what I, what I really longed for was true belonging and connection. It, at the time it was just kind of this shallow acceptance. And so rather than being honest about who I was, I would just try to put on a mask and impress because I wanted to be accepted, not, not understanding that what I really longed for was, was deep belonging and, and, Mm -hmm. and connection. Until finally, when I was about 19 years old, I had this uh, this guy who discipled me. His name was his name was Nick. I've talked about him before, um, but Nick Brandt, man, he invited me into this community, and uh, I'll never forget. It was it was at um, uh, at Chattahoochee Coffee up against the river. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you ever if you've ever been there, you get your coffee, and then you walk you walk down through the lawn, and then you cross over the bridge, and you're sitting like right on the Chattahoochee River mm-hmm. uh, underneath this. Um, underneath this gazebo area and you're like of course how could the spirit not be here i mean yeah. you got flowing water we yeah. got the sound of waterfalls it's so beautiful mm-hmm. and um but dude I, I i get there and there's just these this eclectic group of people man who were just who were broken just like i was but man they loved each other deeply mm-hmm. and i'll never forget that night nick brant looks at me he goes man i want you to be honest i want you to share i want you to share some things about yourself i want you to share your story and and dude i 
I had to take a step right there that I had never taken before. I had never been honest about who I was. I'd never been honest about the sin that was in my life. I'd never been honest about the things that I had dealt with or struggled with. I'd never been honest about the things that had happened to me or been done to me or any of that, any of those things. But for whatever reason at this night, as I looked at this group of people, it, I felt safe. Mm-hmm. And so I shared. And, and dude, I shared all the junk and all the mess probably talked for way too long, which none of you are surprised by. (laughs) And, uh, and dude, what, what met me on the other side was grace. Yeah. And, and dude, it was, uh, it was the first time that I had experienced the grace of Jesus through skin and bone. Mm -hmm. You know, I had read about it. I had read about Jesus. I had read about his grace, but this was really the first time that I really experienced the, uh, the incarnation of the Mm -hmm. grace of Jesus through his people. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and so, man, they 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 spoke life into me. They encouraged me. They they reminded me of the grace of Jesus for my past and pointed me to His plan for my future. Yeah. And it was the most powerful moment of my life. And I and and I remember going home that night and going, I want to give my life to this. Mm-hmm. And it shapes it's shaped the trajectory of my life so that now, uh, man, I preach this. <laughs> yeah. I preach it like crazy. Um, and so and so now. I've led a group ever since. I've discipled guys ever since, and mm-hmm. um, and I still disciple guys, even though I probably don't don't have the bandwidth for it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I still like I still open my home because man, I just I I see it in scripture and I see it in my and I just this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And so yeah. and so yeah, that's what it looked like in mine. You know, and so anybody who's like listening to this and you're you're scared, you're lonely, you're feeling shame, you're you you know you you don't want to be known you're you're settling for being accepted when god really wants to see you belong and have true connection and deep relationships mm-hmm. like i've been there and i and i get it and and it's a scary scary step like yeah. it is a scary step and you're looking for to for all the security to make sure that oh this is not going to backfire on me and those kind mm-hmm. of things and 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 dude you if you continue to wait until you're certain or you don't feel scared or or mm-hmm. whatever else it's never going to happen yeah, and and thankfully, man, that night I was scared, I was nervous, but but at the same time, I f- I felt safe in this context of the community, and I shared yeah. it. And so we just want to create we here we want to create those safe environments where people feel like they can do that, just like I had, because it was a breakthrough yeah. moment for me. Yeah, That's but so what about good. what about you, dude? I mean, I know that you've been a church kid, but I know that you've kind of experienced some breakthrough communities and stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, really, really similar to yours. I think um, you know, kind of grew up going to church off and on. And I remember graduating high school and all my friends left for like four-year universities and stuff like that. Mm. And I'm just going to good old Georgia Highlands, man. And I, I felt like... Go Chargers. I was like, man. Yeah, at that time, I wasn't too hyped about Go Chargers. I was just like, yeah, I'm going to Highlands for two years, but I'm transferring after two years. Yeah. Like, like, this is the plan. You know, there's always like a, a defense for going to community college. You know, yeah. when it, or that, that's how it was for me. Don't be ashamed, you community college people. Yeah. Go Chargers. Go Chargers. <laughs> Um, but I remember walking out of high school, just like, dude, what the heck am I going to do with my life? Like, I feel like a lot of my friends have gone, like I'm feeling lonely. I'm feeling like broken. I'm, I'm lost. Mm -hmm. Like not many people, I'm not known by many people. Um, I haven't opened up to many people at all either. And so I remember just feeling like, man, what am I going to do? And, uh, similar, similar to you, I, I feel like I, the, like the young adults, um, uh, had just kind of started again, like young, mm-hmm. the young adults ministry here at Westridge. And I just kind of like dove into it. Like I was just like, man, I need to, I need to go to this. <laughs> I need to get plugged in and I need to like get, be known by people. And I need to, I want to get to know people. 
um, and be a part of community. And so I kind of just took that leap of faith and and went with it. I was scared of like rejection and all those things. Yeah. I was scared it wasn't going to pan out, but I just took that leap of faith. And man, it, it changed my life forever. Like, I, like I, I probably was too connected. I joined like five small groups. Like, <laughs> like uh, my my wife girlfriend back then was up at Liberty, and so I just had a lot of time. Like, I, I was I was like, man, I'll just join this small group. I'll go to this church small group. I'll go to Passion City's like young adults thing. I was I was everywhere. Um, you bu- and you buffet Christian. I know. Yeah, I really was. Uh, and then I finally was like, okay, that's a little bit too much. I should I should tone it down a little. But I remember just being in, in your your group, um, your your men's small group, and just feeling like, man, I'm 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 open up about sin I've never opened up about before, and I'm getting accountability for things that I'd never wanted to share in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I thought that I could never share those things. I thought I was the only one struggling with those things mm-hmm. that I was going through. But the the honesty and that vulnerability is is something I'd never truly experienced before. Um, and so really it's crazy kind of how you experienced that and then you brought it back here and mm. you know, had had we had that guys group um that you're still run now and I was a part of that for, for about a year. I was a part of a, a couple other groups as well that were just truly forming for me. And mm-hmm. I th- I think I think about this Ray Ortland quote. Um he says you can be impressive or you can be known. Mm. And in the in the beginning I was really trying to be impressive. <sighs> That's strong, dude. I was trying to I was trying to impress people. I really wanted people to like me. And then but once you start to confess things, mm-hmm. <laughs> once you start to talk about open up the bag about the baggage in your life. Yeah open up about the crap that you go through. Yeah. It's really hard to be impressive, yep. but that's where we really start to be known by people. That's good. That's powerful. And that's where we really start to be known by others and, and community. And again, I go back to James five sixteen. like confess your sins to your brothers and sisters so that you may be healed. Mm-hmm. Obviously we, we confess to God. We, we're, uh, God is righteous and just to forgive, but he uses people to heal us mm. from, from the sin and the baggage that we, that we go through. Yeah. And so, Ever since that day, ever since Blake taught me what it means to to lead a group, to uh, pour into people, uh, t- guys like Tyler Newsom, I was in his his small group for a while too. Just amazing at, at cultivating community and, and loving each other well and, and doing fun things together. Um, and then in a d- discipleship group I was in, like I I've taken that and, and tried to to be that light to others. You know, I I know how much community has changed my life, and I want that for others. Yeah. So I've led you know a few discipleship groups and stuff like that, and it's just I don't want to be not known by people. I, I want, yeah. I, I need, I need that accountability in my own life. Like I, I want yeah. to, um, we, we, me and my wife want to cultivate a community where married couples can love each other. Yeah. Right. And that we can, we can be there for each other and, and bear each other, bear each other's burdens. Galatians six, two. Yeah. Um, so that, that's a little bit of my story. Yeah. And I'm, it reminds me just that scripture that, you know, knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. And, and it's this, like you said, when you take the time to truly allow yourself to be known what it does is it takes away that puffing up mm-hmm. and it allows love to really come in because because we experience true love when we're known mm-hmm. for who we really are and all the brokenness and um and and darkness that we have in us and those kind of things it, yeah. yet we find grace and acceptance anyway mm-hmm. and that's what the people of Jesus should embody yeah. is the grace love and acceptance of Jesus despite our brokenness yeah and so um and so, man, I, I've seen that, that that be just transformative in my life, and it sounds like it was transformative in your life. And yeah. and the beauty of this is that we just continue to try to multiply this um, yeah. as much as we possibly can. Yeah. You know, I led a community that you were impacted by because Nick Brandt led a community that I was impacted by, mm-hmm. and and we've seen we've seen that take place through our community. That's why that's how we're we're launching new groups this semester that that are coming out that are that are people who are coming out of existing groups and multiplying because they don't. They don't want to hoard what God has done in their lives, but they want to see it expand um, into yeah. 
and, and, and to reach other people who haven't experienced it. Yeah, that's so good. Um, so maybe some, maybe a, a young adult is listening to this right now and they're yeah. like, man, I, I want that. Like yeah. I want community. I want to be known by people. Yeah. I want to experience the love of God uh, through others. So what do we offer in groups? Kind of cast that vision for, for what we got at Young Adults. Yeah, so um, our ultimate, like the ultimate mission is we want to see people um, be, become like Jesus. We want, to, we want to make disciples who make disciples. Um, and some people may think that that looks like starting a class and trying to educate people mm-hmm. uh, to death. But what we see throughout the Gospels and throughout Scripture is that it begins with with community. So what Jesus would do is he would invite people into community, he would walk with them, and then they would gradually begin to um, to become like him. And so, and so we've kind of uh, narrowed it down. You know, we we want to create a community that where you can belong, believe, and become. And so we want to we want to create a community where you can belong first to experience the community and the love of Jesus, uh, then to begin to believe as you grow in his word, you begin to believe um, the gospel and you begin to believe what, what God's word teaches. And then over time you become like Jesus as you walk this out. And so, so that's kind of what it, that's kind of what it looks like um, for, for us. That's why we prioritize community first. Um, and, but we, but we don't stop there. We want community to grow you into, into discipleship where you can ultimately um, become like Jesus and begin to live on mission in your community. Yeah. And so that's why we don't like, if you come to Westridge and, and you want to be in community, we don't, we don't ask you, you know, Hey, where are you, where are you at on um, we, we don't have like a, we don't test you. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, your, we don't test you and knowledge. say, "Hey, you have to. You have to know at least this much. You have to be this this much in your spiritual growth and those kind of things." How long did you did you do a wanas for? Yeah, like yeah, we don't. There's not going to be an exam or a test or or whatever else. Like we we want everyone to be in biblical community, and we believe that through biblical community, you're going to grow and, and become who ultimately who Jesus who Jesus has created and called you to be. Um, but when it comes to like the kind of the values and the different the different things throughout a community, I, I love what um, I, I think it was Jenny Allen again who said this. But but she kind of she kind of narrowed it down to five different things: proximity, transparency, accountability, unity, and consistency. And so like proximity, what we always say is find your people and do stuff together. Yeah. And so inviting people into the normal things, like we see people like if you have a plan that you're going to go do something, you're going to go hike, you're going to go walk, you're going to go grocery shopping, you're going to go lunch, you're going to go whatever, just invite your community into those things. So like mm-hmm. when we like when we start community groups, we always encourage our leaders, like be in proximity. Um, Nick used to always teach me this, time and experience. There's no shortcut. Spend time together and do stuff together. So be in proximity. The second thing, transparency. You got to be honest. You got to let people in. You got to let people see who you really are, and and it kind of kind of tear that wall down a little bit. One of the things to be careful for when it comes to transparency is that you want transparency, not dependency. Yeah. And so we want people to be honest and vulnerable about where they're at. But we also like we're a community of young adults. We don't have like they're not licensed counselors. Yeah. We want to point you to that if that's a need that you have. But you can't you can't walk into a a, a group you know, of people who are 20, 25 years old, whatever that looks like and be like, Hey, can you fix me? Here's all my trauma. Yeah. You know, we do want you to be honest and vulnerable and we want to provide help whenever you need it. But understanding that, man, we're, we're trying to figure this thing out together. Yeah. And so 
comes back to that to to those expectations. And so anyway, proximity, transparency, the third thing, accountability. Like we want each other to win. And so through accountability, we provide guardrails, guardrails that protect and point you towards God's flourishing for your life. And so you think yeah. about you think about on a highway on the interstate, you've got these guardrail guardrails. Mm-hmm. Nobody looks at that and says, wait, that's that that's restricting my freedom. They go, no, that's there to protect me from going off the edge. And so yeah. that's what God's word is like. That's also what Christian community provides through accountability is, man, I want you to win. I want you to succeed. So when I see something that's holding you back from God's best for your life, I'm going to let you know, I'm going to hold you accountable because you said, man, I want God's best for my life. And so through yeah. accountability, I want to make sure you get there. Unity. We're all chasing after the same thing. We all share in the same foundation. There, you're going to walk into a group of people, and you're going to have completely different interests. These are not people who you who you probably would have eaten lunch with in high school. We're adults now, and so this isn't this isn't the high school lunchroom. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to walk in. You're going to have all these different all these different interests and all these different things. But the deepest thing in our core, man, that, that we know Jesus and we want his best for our lives. That's going to be the foundation of our group. And so despite the fact that we have different interests, we're going to be united around the same thing that we want the same thing. We share the same foundation. We're going after the same mission together. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing is consistency. You got to show up. You got to keep showing up even when it's hard. And so, you know, if you, if you look back, man, over, over six months and you're saying, man, I don't feel I'm not feeling connected. I'm not feeling these things, but you've shown up three times over the past six months. Mm-hmm. That's not your community's fault. You got to show up. You got to be consistent. Even when it's hard, even when you don't have those shallow things in common, you got to keep showing up. And, and, and it and is hard. It, it is, is hard. hard. It's hard, man. It is it's, hard. There's there's going to be nights where you're like, bro, I mm-hmm. could be doing a million different things. Yeah. And I got I got But I made a commitment to go to group. Yeah. But most of the time, most of the time you walk away and you're like, dude, I'm so glad yep. I'm to group. I'm so glad I'm yep. a part of something bigger than myself. I'm t- I tell people this all the time. Consistency plus time equals transformation. Consistency plus time equals transformation. If you show up and you and you do it for a long period of time, you're going to see results. It's yeah. the same thing when it comes to working out. It's the same thing when it comes to eating right. It's the same thing when it comes to to, to investing money. It's the same thing that it, that it uh, when it comes to community mm-hmm. is it's time. It, it's consistency and time that leads to transformation. There's no shortcuts to it, yeah. and so, and so, yeah. Those are those are kind of the the few things that we that we try to harp on um, when when it comes to our community. And so, we want to invite you into it. Once again, you can belong before you believe. Um, but but man, if you if you really do the time, we believe that you're going to experience God's best for your life, and you're going to find a community that loves you and cares for you, um, and that ultimately want, wants God's best for you. Mm. Um, even though they're, they're, you're going to have a vast amount of differences, yeah. uh, but that's the beauty of the church is that it's it's diverse and um, and and people are different, but they're all united around around the person of Jesus and uh, and His purpose for their lives. Mm. Well, that's good. It's good vision, man. A lot any, there. Any any other thoughts? Like a last final one sentence essential thing. Why should someone join a join a group? Yeah, I I, I think it, it's not it's it's not like it's this. Um, Man, we just we want you to join our thing. Um, you know, I believe that my calling and my responsibility here, man, is to is to ultimately provide a place where young adults can come and experience Jesus, and to uh, to to find the the biblical foundation and relationships needed to thrive. And that's what I want to see. That's what I want to see happen in people's lives. And that's what our that's what our group leaders want to see. That's why they spend their time doing it. Um, and, 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 and that's what we ultimately believe God wants for your life. And so, and so that's why we're here. Um, 
And, and so my invitation for people is just to show up and to stay. Mm-hmm. Like, man, if you're if you're in those statistics where you're know where you know that you're not you're not thriving, you're not experiencing experiencing God's best for your life, mm-hmm. and and you're feeling lonely, you're feeling anxious, you're feeling whatever you know whatever those things. My invitation is is to show up and to keep showing up. Yeah. And and I and I promise you'll see, um, you'll. You'll see God do something, do something amazing in your life through through people that that once again you may have not hung out with in high school, but that God wants to use to to shape you into into the person He's created and called you to become. Mm. So good, so good. Well, we hope this has been helpful today. If it was, do us a solid and like, share, and subscribe. If you have any feedback, questions, ideas for future topics, or simply want to find out more about us, you can go to the link in our description, westridge.com slash YA, or hit us over on Instagram at WRC Young Adults. Keep it real. Saints and Nates. Peace. Peace.